0: It appears as if German lawyer Reiner Fulmich, who recognized the COVID crimes against humanity as early as 2020, has been set up. Fulmich was spearheading a project known as the Second Nuremberg and co-founded the Corona Investigative Committee. His committee consulted about 150 scientists and experts from around the world as well as former employees of the World Health Organization. And their findings showed them that the COVID measures were the first steps in a plan to destroy regional economies in order to make populations dependent upon global supply chains, and were intended to reduce the population and install a world government under the United Nations. The Corona Committee received a lot of donations, which they believed were not safe due to the recent history of bank accounts being seized by complicit governments. One million euros in gold was purchased and put in holding. To fund operations, both Reiner Fulmich and Vivian Fisher took out secured loans. At a time of grave risk for the money in our bank account, we decided to act immediately, and we took money out of that account, both she and I did, in order to save it and keep it from such an attachment so that we would be able to continue with our work. Because had our account
1: been attached, our bank account been attached, we wouldn't have been able to pay for the translators, for the
2: IT, for the management, etc., etc.
0: Reiner's loan was for 700,000 euros and was to be repaid with the proceeds from selling his home, all documented and agreed upon by the committee. Members of the Corona Committee met with a law firm in August of 2022 and filed criminal charges against Fulmuk. Committee members Justice Hoffman, Marcel Templin, and Antonia Fisher claimed that Fulmuk embezzled 700,000 euros, the loan that he officially took out. They claimed he was a violent anti-Semite and that if he were given the opportunity to comment before criminal proceedings began, they would not file the complaint. Two warrants were issued for his arrest, from Germany and from the EU, without Reiner's knowledge. Without an international arrest warrant, German and Mexican authorities illegally abducted Fulmuk at the German embassy in Mexico. He was then flown to the Frankfurt airport, where he was arrested and put in jail. International law experts are calling his arrest an illegal kidnapping. According to documented company plans... Fulmick's loan was to be repaid after the sale of his property, but the very same people that filed the complaint against Fulmick sabotaged this agreement. The contracts stated that the profits of the Fulmick property was to be transferred to a Fulmick account so that he could repay the loan. But the notary, who was sworn to be neutral and independent, instructed the buyers to transfer the 1.158 million euros into Marcel Templin's account which made it impossible for Reiner to repay the loan. The loans were transparently agreed upon in written contracts. There was no secrecy and the company was aware of the loans at all times. The evidence that proves this has been officially submitted to the court, who has chosen to ignore it and has muzzled the defense and ordered they not be allowed to mention it. The evidence shows that Hoffman, Templin, and the notary illegally obtained access to the profits of Fulmuk's property, and not only is the court ignoring this evidence, they have summoned these same people as witnesses against Fulmic. The complaint states, Fulmick has also made himself liable to prosecution for embezzlement by purchasing the gold bars without the consent of the shareholders, obscuring their existence and possessing them for himself. But the purchase of the gold bars is also documented. They are in holding and can only be accessed with the signatures of both Reiner Fulmic and Vivian Fisher. This is shown in company documents, which were never given to the public prosecutor, but they have been submitted by the defense and are being ignored by the court. Furthermore, while the court froze Fulmix accounts, they failed to freeze the 1.158 million euros in Marcel Templin's account, which is presumably still there and appears to be the payoff for this internal coup. The trial is happening now in Germany, and the plaintiff's sloppy accusations are beginning to fall apart. One reporter at the trial said the case was totally destroyed, and one could only sit there in amazement. A journalist from Biddle TV said that Reiner will not only be released, but also compensated. The people who did this to him, in my opinion... you can find the full
3: report on band.video, Greg Reese's channel. Lots of great reports there.
1: But folks, we're standing up for our rights. We're standing up for your rights. We're standing up for all of our freedoms and our children. If you don't spread the word about the broadcast, if you don't share the links, if you don't buy products at InfoWarsTore.com, then I- I'm not griping at you. I'm just saying, what are you doing? Less than 1% of you ever buy a product at InfoWarsTore.com. If just a half a percent more would go buy a book or a film or a t-shirt or get some of our great supplements and then reorder them because they really work, just try it. We would be able to do so many things. I'm praying to God that He'll touch your heart to decide to support us. Infowarstore.com. It's been sold out, it's back in stock, reformulated even stronger. Nitric boost to clean out your blood and your whole body. Vasodilation. It's got a lot of wonderful side effects. And I mean good ones. I'm gonna leave it at that. It is powerful, so be careful with it. Next level foundational energy, Infowarstore.com. Or 888 253
4: found. Not tomorrow, not
1: after breakfast. Now! Yes, sir!
4: Well... Well, what? Man up and vanished like a fart in the wind. Nothing left but... Damn rocks on
2: the windowsill. And that cupcake on the wall. What's saying there, Fuzzy Bridges?
4: This is conspiracy. That's what this is.
3: One
2: big damn conspiracy, and everyone's in on it. Unveiling the truth behind the globalist curtain, welcome to the war room.
3: All right, ladies and gentlemen, I bring you now an incredible story. Well, I'm not going to bring it to you. The individual who's been targeted by the U.S. government, Dexter Taylor, known as Carbon Mike, is going to bring you the story. I'm going to bring him on air to tell the story. But this story should be shocking, appalling, and worrisome for many reasons. And, 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 I was lucky enough because I just am constantly scrambling, looking for talk show hosts to listen to and follow. I saw him on with Kim Iverson when he was telling the story, and so I'm sure he's told the story many times. So I apologize for asking him for this redundancy, but we just need to bring the story to the air. Dexter Taylor, he's also known as Carbon Mike. You can find him on Twitter. We just put it up on the screen at Future RadioCast Carbon Mike. Give him a follow there, and then I'm going to tell you why you should support his legal fund. But first, uh, Dexter, why don't you just tell the story? Because your story is so important as to how our freedoms are being attacked, specifically our Second Amendment. But, But to me, this goes even beyond the Second Amendment. This is saying that you, as a private American citizen, really have no privacy. You have no right to privacy. You have no right to innovate whether it's with a gun or with a experimental technology or anything, they're going to clamp down on you. But, but Dexter, tell your story and what you're dealing with right now for, for your defense of your Second
4: Amendment. Sure. Uh, and by the way, thanks for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. Um, so, again, my name is Dexter Taylor. I'm a lifelong New Yorker. Um, grew up in a working-class family. My dad was a construction worker. He was a carpenter um uh, and uh my mom was a registered nurse um i've been in the software business for 30 years this year taught myself to write c++ code back in the early 90s and got my first job in the industry in 1994 um let's see i'm a licensed amateur radio operator technician class um i'm a tinkerer shade tree mechanic I'm sitting right here in the control room of my recording studio, uh, Switching Yard Sounds in Brooklyn. And uh, a few years ago, I became interested in gunsmithing. Um, I saw people online who were uh, buying 80% receivers, machining them to completion and adding parts and coming up with finished weapons. And I was hooked, right? Because, you know, I was... Uh, kind of the quintessential nerdy kid growing up I loved rifles and and tanks and fighter planes and what have you so when I saw uh, the people were doing this I was like this is very cool um so I started buying legal parts online under my own name um, and I built you know a handful of Glock pistols maybe six or seven Glock pistols and then I moved on to rifles and I made eight AR style rifles uh, seven of which were AR15s one which would one of which was an AR10 and um i was really thinking about uh kind of starting my second career bringing my expertise as a software engineer as a data guy to weapon science so i developed some um i was developing products and and uh uh experimental theories for weapons tuning we could talk about that later cyclic energy flow and daca and um and drift 360. anyway in april of 2022 I was raided by a joint NYPD ATF task force and um yeah they came and broke my door down um, carted me off to Rikers where I spent a week and ransacked my house took uh, all my weapons obviously and many of my tools and uh, we're fighting the case
3: so let's let's go into the weeds in this now you have
4: sure.
3: any violent crime history any criminal history at all
4: no sir squeaky clean criminal record. By the way, I should I should add that at the time I was raided, I was a member in good standing of my local gun range, uh, West Side Rifle and Pistol Range in Manhattan. So I'd passed their criminal background check. Um, uh, and um, in <laughs> the prosecutor in my case, in response to one of our filings, the prosecutor in my case said, Mr. Taylor should have applied for a permit because he would have passed the good moral character test. So, don't take my word for it that <laughs> I'm a good guy. Take the prosecutor's word for it. He said it in writing, right? So um, so yeah, squeaky clean record. No trouble with the law. The police aren't coming to my house. Um, you know, I, I, I'm i kind of a hermit. Um, and and also importantly, we should say this too, like online, in the online world, it's only recently that I kind of merged my kind of Carbon mic identity with my real identity and went public in that way. But in all the time I've been online, um, doing conservative commentary and podcasts and interviews and so on and so forth. Um, I've never said anything that would make an ordinary non-Second Amendment enthusiast say this guy probably shouldn't have weapons or be around weapons. Do you know what I'm saying? So, squeaky clean, above board. Uh, also, at the time I was rated, I had signed up. I had subscribed to Rocket FFL because, again, I wanted to see how I could turn this into my second career and do what I was doing quietly and privately as a profession. Right. So, and when I say quietly and privately, I mean, I never advertised guns. I never took pictures and posted them online. I never talked about gunsmithing. I never bragged about it. I never spoke to anyone in real life about buying or selling or otherwise transferring or dispersing any weapons or any gunsmithing services and the state of New York, should know this, because at the time I was raided, they seized my uh, daily computer, my regular desktop, they seized my work laptop, never returned them. They seized my phone, they cloned my phone, Um, and they seized my credit cards, never returned those either, and subpoenaed my email records. So the state of New York knows that everything I was doing, I was doing 100% above board, and again, I never did anything to, uh, how can you say, to to, to violate or to, to challenge civic order and the peace of my neighborhood. So, yeah.
3: What is the official crime that you're being accused of?
4: Uh, there are many charges on the indictment. There are 30-some-odd charges on the indictment, but mostly it boils down to what, uh, what they call criminal weapons possession. Right. And again, this wasn't carrying weapons around in the street or in my car and getting stopped. Remember, this, these weapons never left my house. Right. So um, it's, it's mostly criminal weapons possession. There is some weird talk on there about assault weapons. Um, as far as I understand, a rock is an assault weapon. If, if you throw it at someone, I know what an assault rifle is. The army has a specification for what an assault rifle is. I never made one. Um, but I did make, like I said, I made eight uh, AR-style rifles. So mostly felony weapons possession. It boils down to I did not ask the state of New York for permission to manufacture and keep weapons in my home.
3: So would it be fair to say that the state of New York then does not believe you have a Second Amendment?
4: Oh, 100%. I mean, uh, you know, I remember when the Bruin... Oh, you got a picture of my... You got a picture of my massive arsenal. <laughs> that's what, I don't know if your viewers can see this, but there's a picture of my massive arsenal. That's, and so it that's appears... The, uh, it appears...
3: <laughs> I guess there's about seven or, uh, excuse me, about um, 14, 15 guns there. And and is, that's each, right. is each one of them y- your own crafted materials there? Or yes.
4: Re- y- okay. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. All they're made. The ones... Um. Uh, you, you already dissolved from that. But yeah, the... Uh, yes. Yeah, so... Uh. Yeah, that's... Um. Let's see. That's Alpha, yeah. Alpha Switchblade Ranger Wildcat um, Epic Scarab. The ones with the two weird Halo-looking uh, stocks are Epic and Scarab, uh, and Diana and Mars. Mars is the big one with the bipod. That's that's a takedown AR-10 hunting rifle. So you can actually that there's a there's a an attachment on there. uh, from a cry havoc tactical so you can remove the barrel and fold the stock and carry it uh, to the ranger or you know on your your hunting trip in a backpack yeah
3: so you're purchasing they're saying you purchased ten thousand dollars worth of i'm guessing those are lowers that you purchase and then do you 3d print the
4: rest of the material never used my 3d printer they seized it but i never used it um Uh, but so it it was all 80% receivers, which I machined to completion. I had a jig and all that stuff and, uh, and then added my parts, you know, trigger groups and barrels and shrouds and so on and so forth. So did they assume you were using the 3d printer and that's why they confiscated that as well? I'm I didn't ask them, but I'm pretty sure. Huh? Yeah. Yeah.
3: That's a little interesting. And there's also...
4: Yeah, and there's also some weird slander baked into the New York State laws. So, for example, if you if you hold a if you have a certain kind of weapon in your possession, then um, they they automatically pile on intent to use. Like like they they define uh, possession of a weapon in your house as intent to use it. Period. Right? Well,
3: it, well, it also sounds um, so, like yeah. you're a victim of a, a typical prosecutorial uh, practice, is where they drastically overcharge in hopes that they can get you to work down to a plea so that they can keep their conviction rates high.
4: Well, they offered me a plea, right? I mean, all the charges against me uh, total up to about 18 years in prison, right? Um, They offered me a plea deal. They offered eight years instead. Yeah, pretty, that's kind of what I said. (laughs) Um, But yeah, they offered me a plea deal for eight years instead of 18, I turned them down flat. Because as far as I'm concerned and as far as my legal team is concerned, this is a civil rights matter. Absolutely. Absolutely. and right, this you know, is like, this
3: is a case that I mean, New York is one of the worst places for gun ownership. I think that this makes it clear. But this is a case that I mean, quite frankly, I see this case and I and I see this is a case for my Second Amendment. This isn't not just about sure. Dexter Taylor. This is a, this is a That's case correct. for my Second Amendment as well. And so just to go back one more thing before we talk about sure. the case, when sure. they say you needed to get a permit, what what is the permit they're talking about?
4: I'm not sure. You'd have to ask my attorney for the for the legal minutiae and that, but I'm not sure. And and it's that's one of the things that mystifies me. Like, is New York state saying that in order to manufacture weapons in the traditional way in my home, I have to ask the state for permission? Because if that's what they're saying, well, I mean, that's kind of interesting, right? Because then that's then that makes that that seems to me that What they're saying is the Second Amendment doesn't protect a right, it protects a privilege, right? If I have to ask, I mean, the right to free speech is a right. So you don't have to ask New York State for permission to speak your mind, right? Freedom of conscience is a right. You don't have to ask the permission, excuse me, the state's permission to declare for Christ. So it's odd to me that New York State is asserting that, yes, if you want to have weapons in your home, you must ask us for permission to manufacture those weapons. Um, I noticed on on one of the things you brought up, there was some some mention of so-called ghost guns. I prefer the term traditional guns, right? Because there's obviously nothing ghostly about an 80% uh, receiver that's been manufactured into a firearm. Um, there's nothing that there's nothing about an unserialized receiver that prevents police from effectively investigating any crimes committed with that weapon, right? Um, so again, we, we understand, um, look, since I left the left and kind of became conservative, I've, I've, I've understood a lot of things about how people who are going after people's second amendment rights, how they argue, how they talk, uh, the pictures they paint. Um, it's, it's, it's a, basically a fear-based picture. We get that, um, But it's especially this case, to me, one of the interesting aspects of this case is that, um, that, uh, uh, well, New York State is a democratic state um, and New York City is a democratic run. I should say democratic run state. New York City is a democratic run city, okay? Um, Now, I am of no political party. I'm a politically homeless conservative. But it's interesting to me that, for example, uh, uh, people on the left, are always telling people who look like me that uh that um there are murderous white people right all across the landscape disguised as rocks and trees and bushes waiting <laughs> to jump out at the nearest at the next provocation yeah look out you might and, turn a and corner and uh,
3: and one of these neo white nationalists jumps out to shoot you,
4: you? <laughs> what are you doing here you know like right so um so not th- so th- th- they're fond of saying that right Um, So then if that's if that's what you think all up and down. I mean, the president said it. right? So if that's what you think, right, if you think there's murderous white people everywhere and they pose an enormous threat to domestic safety and to my health and well-being and that of my family, and my community and so on and so forth, why would you then go out of your way to defy the Supreme Court and to contravene the highest law in the land? In order to disarm me i think that's odd
3: well i'd like to carry on with that because but there's two there's two issues where i kind of want to go with this one is Hmm. let's maybe just put that aside for a second and then and then retrace our steps because Hmm. the other issue i find with this is this is so orwellian and so big brother i mean i guess i would lead lead into this by saying how did the government even know that you were building weapons in your home but but then I would say whether you're building weapons or maybe you're trying to make a new energy conductor or a new waterproof, I was like, so what? Are you not allowed to invent? Are you not allowed to build? Are you not allowed to innovate? I mean, to me, this is the government coming in and saying, oh no 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 entrepreneurialism, no invention, no ingenuity. We're shutting this down.
4: Right, that's right. Um, well, so this is a very good question. How did the government track me down? Well. The ATF has been going around to different parts manufacturers, uh, including manufacturers of 80% receivers, right, and demanding their customer lists, right? Give me that list or I'll raid you into bankruptcy, (laughs) right? And um, some number of them complied. Then ATF would go around to different cities around the country and with essentially a hit list, like get this guy, get this guy, get this guy. That's what happened. Now, what about your privacy rights, though? I mean, were, were those not <laughs> violated here? I would have thought so. <laughs> yeah, but again, you know, the, these... Uh, yeah, here uh, we I are mean, talking about problem.
3: rights like we still have them, yeah.
4: <laughs> well, look, I mean, he, here's the thing. It's Yeah, I mean, they don't care about privacy. But this but is important to say, right, they don't care about privacy rights. They also don't care about public safety because that's, that's usually... Those are usually the grounds on which people who want to kind of take away rights and give privileges... That those are the when it comes to the Second Amendment, that's what they usually say, right? It, it's a safety, it's a public safety thing. But remember, this is New York City. This is the same city in which a handful of people physically assaulted police officers, kicked the hell out of two cops on camera, and walked no bail. Remember, I stayed in Rikers for a week, my bail was almost a quarter million dollars. That's insane, never
3: committed a violent out. crime.
4: Right, never, exactly. And and remember, lifelong New Yorker. I, I moved away to go to school, came back in 1994. I've lived in Brooklyn for, uh, well, since 1994. You know, I've had th- exactly three different addresses um, living on my own uh, in Brooklyn, right? So I, and of course my family is here, my daughter's here, so on and so forth. So there we go, right. Um, that apparently, the, the, the individuals who did this, um, having few or no community ties were apparently not a flight risk but those are
3: eight that's eight illegal immigrants that i would say with with utmost confidence that are also gang affiliated which is why they decided to beat that police officer that's that's gang code if one of your other members is in a fight with cops you have to jump in or sometimes you have to beat a cop to get initiated so that's 100% illegal immigrant gang initiation behavior there, and they walked. You, a law-abiding citizen that never committed a violent crime, spends a week on Rikers Island because your privacy and your Second Amendment was violated.
4: Correct, and again, uh, you know, very high bail, almost a quarter million dollars. My parents had to put their house up to get me out, wow. and, and you know, we're fighting this case. I'm facing 18 years for all the charges against me. Again, never having hurt anyone, never having so much as raised a weapon you know, um, never having so much as brandished a weapon is what I'm trying to say. By contrast, do you remember the Summer of Love? Remember that? You remember when these two people, uh, I think it was a husband-wife couple or whatever, uh, tossed a Molotov cocktail, a lip Molotov cocktail. Yeah, that's right. Car, the Democrat Southern Poverty Law Center attorneys. That's right. Okay. now Okay. Now, how much? How much time did they do? Do you
3: remember? Was I believe they got years? sentenced. Or was I, it a, I, I think, think they, they got sentenced to two years, but they got it. B- brought down
4: there you go there you go right so ended up doing about a year piece right so i mean that's what i mean so going back to what i said before like you know when they say that they're doing these things in uh uh, out of concern for public safety um it's well it's difficult for a reasonable person to believe them (laughs) because i mean that's that's no no that's not why you, you know they're doing it because they want people to be defenseless and because um, all bureaucracies seek to justify, to expand, and to justify themselves, and scared, defenseless people are um, are the ultimate justification for the intrusive state, right? But for a larger bureaucracy, for more law enforcement, um, and so that's, I think, why they're doing it. They're in an ideological pocket, you know. Um, well, so I'd like to get
3: further said, into you know, the political issues on this in the next segment. Sure.
4: sure. Uh,
3: but I would say that your, your case is truly a landmark case. There, there's been a couple similar cases, and, and fortunately they've actually turned out good for the individual in, in, in your defense. But this is certainly a landmark case. They're trying to make a precedent right now to say that you can't be a gunsmith, you can't be a private gun uh, inventor, innovator, whatever – And they want to basically, I believe, make an example out of you. Whether you end up spending 18 years in prison or you work your way to a plea and stay out of prison, they want to make an example out of you and get the precedent to say, if you do what Dexter Taylor tried to do, then you're going to jail, you're getting charged, that's
4: illegal. And, um, I'm not, I mean, look, I can't stop them, (laughs) right? I can't stop them from, I mean, basically, they're functioning, um... How can I say they're functioning under a philosophy of might makes right. Right. So, I mean, look, Kathy, look, and I'm not this is not some weird, creepy inference that I'm making. Right. Kathy Hochul said it. The governor of New York. Did she didn't she say it when the Bruin ruling came down, the Bruin decision? What did she say? Right. She said, we we don't like that decision and we're not going to abide by it because we don't like it. We don't like the Second Amendment. It, 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 it makes us nervous. And so we're going to do our own thing. What did Mayor Adams say? What did His Honor say? Didn't he say that? Well, if if we allow, if we respect people's Second Amendment rights, that it'll turn New York into the Wild Wild West. Didn't he say that publicly? But but then, didn't he turn around sometime later and say uh, New York is a sanctuary city? So so on the one hand, the mayor uh, the mayor uh, uh, claims to be concerned about the quote unquote Wild Wild West, right? Um uh, and on the other hand, he seems to have no problem, or seemed to have no problem, inviting all the problems of the wild wild south and the wild wild east to the streets of New York City. So which is it?
3: Well, and imagine and, you know, they'll the, the, put up yeah. they'll put up signs that say gun-free zone. That that's not gonna stop any criminal from carrying a gun, and then they'll Ooh. raid your house and take your guns, a law-abiding citizen. Dexter Taylor is my guest. His case is landmark setting, and we need to help him win this. We'll be right back.
1: The enemies of
3: humanity have been very
1: good at dividing and conquering us. But if we simply start thinking about things according to the definition of, is it pro-human or is it anti-human, we start to win. And that's why I had the idea for Team Humanity. I brought it up to Elon Musk. He loved the idea. What would you call the debate and discussion about a pro-human future, just Team Humanity? Yeah, Team Humanity, absolutely. And so we have the T-shirt, Team Humanity with a nuclear family standing against the globalist. This shirt is a great conversation starter, but it also is
3: The year is 2030. The World Economic Forum's agenda unfolds, ushering in an era where AI seeks to dominate. In this world of steel and algorithms, there's a ray
4: of hope for humanity. It's Bodies from InfoWarsStore.com. This revolutionary blend of ancient herbs and modern science stands as a symbol of resistance. It's not just
3: about combating inflammation. It's about making your body feel invincible in the info war. Visit InfoWarsStore.com and order yours before the sale is terminated.
2: Discover the remarkable benefits of fish oils with Ultimate Fish Oil from InfraWars Life. Packed with essential nutrients like EPA and DHA, it promotes optimal health, joint, and cognitive health. This powerful formula includes wild anchovy, krill, and salmon oil, providing superior antioxidant content. With a natural targeted delivery system, each capsule delivers 1,000 milligrams of concentrated EPA and DHA. EPA and DHA your well-being and vitality with ultimate fish oil. Available now at InfoWarsStore.com.
5: If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance.
1: The beacon of truth in a world of deceit, it's the War
2: Room with Owen Schreuer.
3: Our guest here is Dexter Taylor, a.k.a. Carbon Mike and I guess he was forced to go public with his identity because of this attack on him by law enforcement. You need to support his legal fund, Dexter Taylor 2A Legal Fund. This is truly a landmark case, and and, and I'm just speaking for myself. I mean, my, my philosophy with this case is that it's not about is, is Dexter Taylor innocent or guilty of the charges. The, the charges shouldn't even exist. Uh, Dexter Taylor is a is a victim here. Dexter Taylor has a second amendment. I don't care what laws Democrats in New York write to claim you're a criminal. They're illegal. So, no, Dexter Taylor is the victim of criminals and gun grabbers and Democrats in New York. It's not about innocent or guilty of the charges. And I hope that the jury and the judge see that in this landmark case. Truly, it will be a landmark case. And, by the way, thanks to the Republicans, George Santos no longer in the House. They 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 voted to boot him out. They won't vote out the Democrats that are corrupt, but they'll vote out their own. And now it looks like a gun-grabbing Democrat, Tom Susie, might be taking that post. So you'll have another anti-gun Democrat in Congress, thanks to Republicans. But that's another story. I do want to get into some of the politics here with Dexter Taylor, a.k.a. Carbon Mike, and he was mentioning this before. And, And you mentioned the irony of Democrats telling black people, look out, there's a white nationalist around every corner hunting you down, but then they disarm you. Um but before we kind of get into that angle of this you you said that you left the left earlier you had said you left the left do you feel more that you left the left or that the left left you
4: <laughs> Um good question I um I mean I mean the left certainly the left certainly became crazier uh in, in recent memory right but I actually I actually don't think the left left me. I think I think I became I think I became conservative because I started really strongly identifying with things I've always known. Do you know what I'm saying? In other words, look, I grew up I grew up in working-class black America, right? Um working-class black America is staunchly conservative, right? It's like my family, I mean, I didn't and and at the time when I was a kid, I didn't understand that. That's what that was called. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like right. Well, and, and like that's my part of the were, reason hmm.
3: why Republicans or conservatives they struggle with messaging, and yes, while sir. the Democrats do better at that. And so, I mean, that's when people ask, and, and I like the way you said it. You're a conser- you're politically homeless, but you're a conservative, because what sure. is conservatism in the year 2024? It's really just common sense.
4: That's right. It's a, and and it's it's a, it's a way of looking at the world. I mean, I like I like what's his name, uh, um, the late uh, Roger Scruton's quote about conservatism. It's it's a worldview that that is is found is based on gratitude. Like you start with gratitude, you know. And look, when you start with gratitude, you can still change things. <laughs> you know, you can still say, hey, this is wrong. This needs to be changed. But you know, um, I I wrote um, I wrote a long time ago uh, on on my you know for the foundation of society that um that uh civilization civilization is a house that's always uh falling down and always being built right and so there's always you also have to change something you may have to demolish something you may have to alter something but but this structure that kind of shelters all of us has to strike a balance between between uh, uh, continuity and adaptability right? And so I think the, the the conservative mindset at least acknowledges that, and that's a very important acknowledgement. You know, like we, look, when I was a kid, like I told you, my dad was a construction worker. When I was a kid, we bought our first house, and it was this kind of what they call a handyman special. It was like this ramshackle, boarded up old house. That's what we could afford it, right? And um. And I watched I watched my dad, gut and rebuild that house from the inside out, room by room. You know what I'm saying? And and so what, when I left the left, um, you know, I just start, I didn't I didn't jump to start listening to Fox News because I kind of hated them, too. But I just started reading and writing and talking to people and thinking and kind of like getting back in touch with my working class roots. And I remembered I remembered uh, being a kid and and having a hammer and being like, OK, I'm going to help you do demolition. And my dad said, well, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. This is a bearing wall. This is you can't just knock this. We can't we can't just knock this wall down. It's holding up the ceiling. This wall has a plumbing riser in it. This wall has electrical in it, right? Like, um, and and after I kind of became a conservative, I remembered that. I remembered how like you have to be careful about the things you alter because you're never sure what else they're holding up. Do you know what I'm saying?
3: Yes, I think and, and, and I understand so, where you're going with this. I mean, my. Yeah. My translation would be like, "Hey, if you alter or you destroy the Second Amendment, that's a cornerstone of our civilization. The whole house is right. going to come down."
4: Right. Exactly. And I, I think I think the, the apparently the liberal or progressive mindset, whatever you call it today, seems to think that it can just that it can just you know flip switches and turn knobs and change things and get rid of things altogether, and there'll be no repercussions. That you you won't you, and and so respect for existing structure. That's part of conservatism. Again, respect for. Sometimes structures have to be changed. I'm a Black American. You don't have to tell me that sometimes things need to be changed. But, um, but again, this respect for the sacred, this respect for what is there, this this acknowledgement, that you have to move carefully and start with gratitude. So anyway, um, yeah, I, I think I think um, not. I think I know for a fact that there's a huge reservoir of conservative sentiment. In working class Black America, I'm not talking about the media hacks who work for CNN or whatever other network. I'm talking about in in neighborhoods like the one I live in now. You know, working class Black and Latino uh, neighborhoods. By the way, when I came home from Rikers, you know, one of the things I did was I went around and talked to my neighbors, and I told them what happened to me, and they're all mad at the government. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. uh, some of them were like, "Well, don't they know who you are? Don't they know what kind of person you are, what kind of neighbor you are?" It's like, I guess not. <laughs> so well, they don't care. So um, yeah. Yeah, they don't care. Exactly. They don't care. And they, and this is, uh, that's what I wanted to mention. I'm sorry I'm all over the place. But, you know, look, here's another thing that lefties are telling us all the time. They're always telling, they, they want to say that everything is white supremacy. Everything is systemic racism, except gun control. And gun control is really, when you think about it, it's the only aspect of, of systemic racism that lefties... Are not just okay with, but want more of. Well, I actually had this
3: down in my notes, and you already went there. You know, people forget the NRA. Uh, a lot of its founding was to protect Black Americans from the KKK, which you know, Democrats. Correct. So you could just say Democrats. Correct. So I mean, that that's kind of the historical aspect of this. And but it's like you said, if you don't know your history, now now you're sitting here and everything gets reversed, right? So everything gets reversed. So the Second Amendment in, in modern history, which was used to protect black Americans from, from racism when that was going on and when it would actually – when white supremacy was a threat with the NRA and right. other groups, now the Democrats are saying, oh, no, that didn't exist. And now the Second Amendment is white supremacy.
4: Right, exactly. Well, you know, I, I would just say my, on, my only pushback would be it wasn't there to protect us from racism. We never cared about racism because racism is how someone else feels about you. And like, I don't care about how someone feels about me. It was to protect us from people going kinetic on us, right? From violence, that is to say. And the thing is, another another thing, you know, ca- counter to another lefty trope, like words are not violence. Violence is violence, Right. And so again, this is this is another reason why I'm um although I I don't want to be here, I, that is in the middle of this case. I never wanted to be here. I never wanted to be uh uh an activist in this sense. You probably never and thought I, you would I, either. I never that exactly. And I certainly never had any intention of getting into a pissing contest with the state of New York. I'm not stupid, um, just hard-headed, right? But um, but now that I'm here, I just want everyone to pay attention to this. That, you know, that's like I I can't. You know, like I put it this way, the future is uncertain, right? And I may go down to defeat in this one case. But if I do, whether I do or not, put it that way, I want everyone to pay attention. And and this is that's why I'm so thankful to people like you. Um Oh,
3: because, well, as soon as I heard because, your story, I knew I had to get you on. I'm out of time this segment, but let's let's uh, yeah. come back and let you get sure. your, your make, make your final statement about why this is so important, because I completely agree. Sure. And when I first heard you with Kim Iverson, I was like, how have I not heard about this? Every every conservative radio talk show host needs to have you on the air telling your story. You should have hundreds of thousands of dollars from the NRA to defend this.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, sold out for five months. The number one strongest turmeric in the world. Body's ultimate turmeric formula is back in stock. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. Most companies put out raw turmeric, it's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid, okay? So this is like, I guess the example's like, instead of eating, you have to eat like, you have 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. And it's got some other key ingredients in it that the experts say helps upload the turmeric, it's anti-inflammatory. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Bodies Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarstore.com. The all-time fan classic, Bodies, 40% off, back in stock. And even made stronger, new and improved, and we got it with a bigger manufacturer, so we can discount it, too. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. We have nitric boost. It cleans out the blood, the heart, goes out to spike proteins, everything. Dr. Mikovic has talked about this for 40% off as well. And this is selling out, but despite that, it's still 30% off. It's next level foundational energy, the methylfolate, the key compound of other ingredients that clean out your cells and that are the main energy source. Popeye takes spinach. That's why it's so strong. What's in that? Folic acid. This is the breakdown concentrate of folic acid after the cells break it down so this just goes right in there like nitrous oxide in in, in a race car okay so you go from 800 horsepower to 1500 horsepower when you turn on the nitrous i can't even take this okay okay i turn into a psychotic goblin okay Okay, but i'm just telling you right now you want next level financial energy get it infowarsstore.com
4: Matthew in Wisconsin. Thanks for calling in. You're on the air.
2: Hey, I love you guys. First off and foremost, I need to pray for InfoWars. I want to pray Yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus Christ the Messiah, pray blessing and power upon InfoWars, Harrison Smith, but especially Owen Schroer and Alex Jones right now. I love you guys and I and also I need to plug. I need to plug your products right. I have to, I, I gotta admit, all right? I was on drugs, I was on heroin, I was on meth, I was on everything. And then all of a sudden I came across, the first product I took was Brain Force. I was a tweaker. All I wanted to do was drugs and I tried Brain Force and I'm telling you what, it changed my life, all right? I started taking Brain Force, that was the first product I bought and then I got everything else. I'm off the drugs, I all I do is take InfoWars, I can't even plug all of them, I take them all right now. Instead of drugs, they're so much better. I'm telling you it changed my life if you haven't tried them you need to try them today
1: go to hell new
5: world order
4: we kept you
2: we are uh, ran into some old friends
4: is ship alright seems okay if we can get to it
1: if you strike me down I shall become more powerful than you could possibly imagine. Harrison, visit InfoWars.com forward slash show now. I hope that old man got that
2: tractor beam out of commissioner. This is going to be a real short trip. Okay.
1: While other networks lie to you about what's happening now... InfoWars tells you the truth about what's happening next. Visit InfoWars.com forward slash show today. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance.
3: All right, final segment here of the Info Wars War Room Election Headquarters. My guest, Dexter Taylor. We have his legal fund there on Give, Send, Go. It's a good thing you chose Give, Send, Go, by the way. The other ones would probably kick you off. Uh, it might be easier for you to go follow him on Twitter to find the link there at Carbon Mike Future Radiocast at Future Radiocast. Carbon Mike is his name on Twitter, and he's got the link posted there. Uh, we, we were cut short before the break. But, but what would you say, if anything, you've learned from this? What would you say your purpose for making this stand, standing up for your rights, deciding to go down this legal path? Go ahead and, and just kind of make your final statements because again, I, I think you understand the gravity of this. I certainly understand the gravity of this and 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 this story and this case needs to get a lot more attention.
4: Sure. Well, thank you. Um, yeah, what I was saying before the break was that I'm grateful to people like you for for taking an interest. And passing me a microphone because look the optics of this case are terrible for the democratic party and again it's not as if i'm a republican i'm not um i'm a politically homeless conservative uh, but um i'm also an american you know uh, i'm an irrational patriot to use the term from gk Chesterton. i love my country with my eyes open right um and um and so, it's the most important thing is that people pay attention to this. That's it. It's that uh, the, you know the terrible optics of this case. Again, terrible for the state, not me. Um, uh, can can only can only influence events if people are paying attention. If people are watching and listening. So that's it. I mean, it's so you know. The, look, the good news about this case for me, anyway, is that no special consideration is required. No special pleading is required. Um, people listening to this case don't even have to have a special interest in the Second Amendment, if you know what I mean, like because this is not a situation where someone was doing something questionable and then what? this was like, nope, this person was in their home quietly perfor- uh, pursuing their hobby in private. Um, so, yeah, the number one thing is, is for people to pay attention. I would say it's also important for conservatives of all stripes to understand that Uh, we have been in retreat for too long, okay? Um, People, uh, many conservatives online and elsewhere are fond of saying, well, it's just New York, the hell with New York, the hell with the cities, get out of the cities, so on and so forth. Now, of course, if someone wants to move from here to there, that's their business. But what I'm saying is that mindset of retreat is harmful to us, it's harmful to our work, okay? Because at the end of the day, um, uh, you know, the adversary is not retreating. The gun grabbers, as you say correctly, don't look at a red state and say, "Mm, that place is too red. Just leave it alone. The hell with it. They never say that. Right. So we have to lose this mindset uh, that we're going to get out of our troubles by salami slicing this republic. Right. Um, I love my red state people. I love my rural American peoples. But our American cities are, in fact, American cities. New York is an American city. Chicago is an American city. And I don't know of any tactician who looks at the battlefield and says, Yeah, I'm gonna let the enemy have all the high density communication nodes just on the strength. No. If if the enemy is fighting for everything, then we have to fight for everything. All of it, right? Because if we're if we're on the retreat and everyone else is advancing, we're going to lose. So it's not, so this case is about more than me, right? And again, it's not just me. I mean, I'm sure you've heard about Amos Miller in Pennsylvania, um, the farmer who was the Amish farmer who was raided for selling produce to his customers, who wanted that, who want that, his specific brand of produce, right, natural, untainted. I'm sure you've heard of uh, Walker Anderson out of Minnesota, red-blooded American kid, likes wrenching on cars, yeah? And they want to put him in the jackpot for building a weapon and using it on private property, right? So, So this is... This has to be an all-in struggle. This has to be a full-court press, and we all have to get involved. We can't all necessarily start a TV station or a, or, or a podcast or whatever. We can all spread the word, and we can all understand that um, that we have to have, at the very least, a unity of purpose and a unity of conscience. If you will. a unity of logos, you could say, right? Um, I think that's the most important thing.
3: Well, and I, I look at this case and I, I would say your Fourth Amendment has been violated. Your Second yes, Amendment has been violated. I, I would hope, I mean, if there's any justice to be had here, you should receive compensation from the government, the state of New York, for the time you've served in prison. They should end up paying all your legal fees as well. And And, and really, if we're getting full justice here, the individuals that came after you are the criminals. They should be the ones facing charges. Now, that might be... Um, that might be an impossible dream of justice here. But that, that's what I see justice in this case. But the truth is, sure. it's like you said. When I saw this, I said, yeah, you know what? It might be Carbon Mike now. It might be Dexter Taylor now. It's me tomorrow. It's my neighbors the next day. So that's right. what they're trying to do here. They, they want to make an example. And, and how un-American to say, like you said, you're a tinkerer. You're a builder. You, you're you trying to find new ways to, to make guns because it's a hobby of yours in private and you mentioned that, that other case with the mechanic, the engineer. That's so Americana. You make so something, American. you build it in your backyard, and you see if it takes off or not. And now there's this big brother coming in here, stopping innovation, stomping invention, stomping the human
4: spirit out. One one of the one of the things I love, uh I mean, I said I I'm I'm an I'm an irrational patriot, so I love America regardless. I love it because it's my home. That's it. I don't need any other reason. But one thing I think is really cool about us and as Americans, right, is that we're the DIY people, we're the improvisers, we're the shade tree mechanics, you know. And so, um, yeah, that's what I meant to mention. You know, language is also important. Logos is important, right? In the beginning was the words. So, like, don't let the adversary take words and twist them, right? Um, the weapons I was making were not ghost guns. There's nothing ghostly about them. They were traditional guns. They were made in the traditional American way in an american home you know what i'm saying well and they Um, always
3: like to use words like ghost guns it's 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 always propaganda that they even say like "Ooh, that's scary ghost guns or assault rifles
4: (laughs) yeah right exactly it's like what are you talking about like a weapon i mean again assault rifles yes the army has a specification for assault rifles i didn't make any assault rifles and they know damn well that like those of us who were running around, you know, using ordinary AR-15s are not are not firing assault rifles. They 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 specifically crafted that term to evoke something else, something more dangerous. Something yeah, to be more like, oh, sinister.
3: oh, I drive a truck. No, you drive a <laughs> battering vehicle.
4: <laughs> that's it's what a they battering do truck. <laughs> yeah,
3: it's a battering vehicle it's like no i just drive a truck i drive an f-150 I t- i'd like to t- i haul a bunch of uh wood and stuff and that's a battering that's
4: a battering vehicle sir <laughs> it's a battering truck <laughs> that's a colliding truck yeah yeah that's right that's right well this so, is a huge know, case
3: is-, is the best place yes, to get information is to follow you on twitter at future Radiocast. that's easy enough carbon mike is the name there is that the best place to follow this case
4: Yes, sir. Um, I'd also say if you if you want to know, like, uh, I guess my brand of conservatism is called Foundationism. You can see the Foundationist Manifesto on the screen right right below my um, right below my uh, 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 my Twitter handle. Um, That's our 10 point manifesto. If you want to know more about Foundationism and the Foundationist Society, uh, check out the Infinite Jigsaw podcast on YouTube me and my buddy Danny Duran from the UK did a 10 part series where we go down and we talk about each of the 10 points of our manifesto so
3: all right there's Dexter Taylor folks this is a case is going to be important and and any updates feel free to reach out or if i see something that uh, i feel like you need to communicate with the people and uh, if anybody else reaches out to me saying hey we want to get that guy on i'll be sure to share information cuz this is truly a huge case and uh, we'll be praying for you and wish you the best of luck
4: thanks brother appreciate it
3: I'm telling you, folks, when I saw this story, <laughs> first of all, A, I was just like, well, he's just a great guest. He's extremely informed, and he obviously knows radio. But B, it's like, this is such a landmark case. This is such a huge case. I don't, I, I was stunned. I hadn't heard about it. I was stunned. And this is why I'm constantly digging like a like a nerd through all the political, just everything and podcasts and talk shows and radio and TV, just constantly searching and digging because you find gold like that. I mean, that is just this is this is so huge. And I, I was just stunned. I was like, How is this not a bigger story? This guy should be all over the news. This case should be all over the news. The NRA should be giving him a platform. I mean, it's just like this is just massive. To say you can't build tools in your own home and it's the state of New York coming after him, it just makes me sick. So I'm glad we got this coverage, and we're definitely going to be monitoring that case. All right, a lot of news we didn't get to today. We'll pick it back up tomorrow. Remember to support us at Infowarsstore.com so we can give a platform to these big stories and hopefully amplify them, because that's what is necessary. But that's going to do it for today's transmission. We will take a 21-hour break, and we'll do it all again right here on the InfoWars War Room Election Headquarters, brought to you by InfoWarsStore.com. You stay classy, InfoWarriors.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist, and people can't identify who's a patron and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt, so you can support the Infowar and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 a lot of listeners have complained in the last two years that our amazing high quality coffee has not been available and that's because the prices went up too high for the raw beans and the quality had gone down some i turned down so many companies that wanted to work with us but now We have brought back the coffee and it's even better from a national supplier that's veteran owned and veteran operated. It's powered by the company, Minuteman Coffee. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the best tasting, best smelling, strongest coffee that I have ever drank. It is game changing. All you got to do is buy a bag of it and try it i know you're going to be hooked which will then fund our operation a 360 win go to infowarsstore.com right now for escape the prison planet light roast that's the strongest the amazing medium roast wake up america and finally the best tasting dark roast tip of the spear now exclusively available at infowarsstore.com get your coffee now